Welcome to Unsilent with your hosts, Dave and Brian. This is not another current events podcast. We're digging deeper, diagnosing, and discussing what's really going on today, how we got here, and providing observations for future generations. Welcome to Unsilent. We're Brian and Dave. We're hoping you'll let us know where you think we got it right and where we completely missed the point, which you can do by visiting unsilentpodcast.com. So let's get into it. Brian, what are we going to talk about today? Well, before we get to our topic, I think we should let everybody know we're actually, Dave and I are in the same room. It's weird. It is weird. I, I, I flew up to the People's Republic of Washington <laughs> to make an in-person guest appearance. And uh, so even though we're on two different cameras, uh, Dave and I are actually in the same room, which is kind of cool to actually have a conversation in person. So good to see it you, Dave. It's good to see you. We haven't seen each other like this since we had pizza. That's right. When we had pizza and launched this entire thing, exactly. which was, uh, I don't know, what, nine months ago or something about, like that? Yeah. yeah it's about well. Anyhow, so uh, uh, historical things happened this week, or seemingly historical things, mm-hmm. I think would matter in 70 years. I think they'll probably still be yeah. talking about this. Sure. Um, we had uh, for the first time ever a, a, a presidential nominee, front runner by like fifty points or whatever it is, uh, removed from the ballot in Colorado. Yeah. So Donald Trump was was taken off the ballot, and it kind of. So I think there's a couple of things we'll get into. Uh, I would imagine this insurrection will be something that would still be talked about in seventy years because yeah. it seems like it's a big deal. Whether or not you think it was an insurrection, for the people who do. So if if the side that thinks it was an insurrection, the worst thing since Pearl Harbor, which we've been right. hearing. Yep. If if they come out of this crisis phase, we're going to be in as the victors, for right. lack of a better word. I don't, I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it, for lack of a better word, if they, they get what they want right. through this whole thing, it will go down in history as you know, next to Pearl Harbor, nine eleven, the Civil War, like it's number five, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Well, if, even number four. Yeah, right? if if uh, people like Dave and I, if our side is more like what we would hope to see come out of, it'll be a footnote and. Right. This is where a bunch of people lost their minds and said this thing that was a riot was this thing that was way worse than it was. And right. Whatever. And so, um, because Donald Trump was there and he said remarks the day of, like he's now the insurrection guy. Right. right? So that's kind of my um, very jaded and biased, <laughs> a quick explanation. So real quick on the insurrection because I think this matters and it will matter again even seventy years from now. So it seems to me like my opinion is this was a riot. Yeah. At the Capitol. Right. And for it to be an insurrection, it, it can only be one of two things. Either these people were so stupid that they didn't realize they couldn't take down the United States government without any weapons. <laughs> like, that's one. Like, right. it, was, it was a real insurrection, but they just right. forgot to show up with any weapons. Right. And they thought that they would, like, you know, according to, like, like referencing back to Joe Biden, talking about you can't take on F-35s. Right. right? <laughs> he literally said that this year. Yeah. So. So either they showed up to the Capitol with like no weapons and just saw it like the, the, they would just like meander their way down the halls and right. like take over the government, or the government is so fragile <laughs> that any kind of large scale organized dissent is just not acceptable. Right? It, it, right. In, in my in my in my exaggerating that I know I'm exaggerating some, but am I exaggerating too much? It kind of feels like it kind of has one of those camps, right? Well, so what you're talking about, Brian, is the is a uh, normal definition of insurrection. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if normal people think about, and by normal people, I mean people that didn't go to Harvard Law School. Right. So right. if people, yeah, normal to, people, you said it right. Yeah, yeah. normal people. If, <laughs> if normal people think about an insurrection, we think about taking guns and going and overthrowing the government and installing yeah. a new person. Right. So that's what, what Castro led an insurrection. Exactly. 
yeah. Castle, Mao, uh, Mao led yeah. an insurrection. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the communists yeah. uh, overthrew the czar. So yeah. all those were insurrections. The, now, the, the shaman, maybe not so yeah. much. What, the QAnon shaman, yeah, shaman, maybe not so yeah. much. Right? I, I didn't. I, I don't think he was ever really in position of power. So. But but here's but this is the, the thing that's interesting about this about what Colorado did is they went on a novel legal theory of, right. uh, of what an insurrection is. So an insurrection in in their mind, as I understand it, and in in a number of people's yeah. minds, was not speaking out sooner to stop what happened, mm-hmm. or calling people who then you know went into the Capitol building, or doing things. That is outside of the normal. I mean, the yeah. the people that rioted, they never had any chance at all, zero of of stopping the election, of right. overthrowing the government. It was yeah. like you say, it was impossible. Yeah, they delayed a government proceeding by a couple of hours. For sure, and you know, and, and, and it was and, bad. And, and to be good. fair, like there, the riot happened. Yeah, uh, damage. I, people who did things that were against the law, in my opinion, fully should be prosecuted. They have to be punished. Absolutely. And, I, I say this as somebody who believes in peaceful protests. Like yeah, if you, you do got, things that that violate the law, even in a peaceful protest, like you got to pay the consequence. That's the, that's the point is showing that you're willing to pay the consequence to voice your opinion. Exactly. That's civil disobedience. I, c- civil disobedience. I hundred percent. Right. I get all that stuff. Even in cases where I want to throttle, like right now, the thing is like people like lining up in the roads, like t- they're like gluing themselves to the concrete, oh, yes, exactly. like whatever that is, like. <laughs> Even those cases, like, I, yeah, I want to, I want to, like, it really makes me angry because I, I picture the person in the ambulance who can't get the hospital. Right. right. I picture exactly. the person, like, the one guy had a really sad story. He was on parole and couldn't get to his job, and he was going to have to go back to prison because he could, if he was late yeah. to his job. And, and these people were, like, blocking the streets. Even in those circumstances, like, I get it. This is, this is what peaceful demonstrations are. Right. So I, I say this as a person who, who, even though it's really inconvenient for a lot of, a lot of times, that this is what changed the world. This is what changed sure. the you civil bet. rights movement. It's, you bet. This kind of thing. So, and I think those people should be prosecuted for laws they broke. Absolutely. And I don't think it was an insurrection where they were trying to take over the government. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and so, so here's where we find ourselves. Then we find ourselves in a in a position where that kind of insurrection, quote unquote, that kind of of riot could cause a societal collapse. Right. I mean, I, I don't think it's overstating it to say that that what the Colorado Supreme Court did is, in fact, there was, it's interesting. Uh, here's a, here's a little tidbit for you. You might not have heard. So there's seven judges, seven right. justices. Mm-hmm. Uh, the four of them that went to Ivy League schools voted for it. Right. The three that didn't go to Ivy yeah. League schools that went to Colorado schools Sh- voted Shocking. against it. Right. So that's, you know, just a, a side tidbit. Yeah. There. But the, the interesting thing about this is they, they deemed it, they deemed it under the, Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, as an insurrection. Now, they're a state court, and states do have um, do have broad power over their own elections. Right. But they they classified a federal crime or a federal insurrection yeah. that is in place since the Civil War to prevent you know Civil right. War generals and other people that did participate in an armed rebellion against the United States. Yeah. They de- that's that's why it was there in the first place. Right. So. What, what they did is they did that as the dissenting judges there pointed out without discovery, yep. without charging a crime, yep. without a trial, without any of those kinds of things. Right. Now, without, basically without proof that there was insurrection, it's just an opinion. Yeah. Because there was no conviction. Without a definition no, of insurrection. Right, right, right. So I, I think it would be useful to kind of analyze what happened and what's going to happen from a legal perspective because that leads us directly into 
the the potential for really really hard times for the society for yeah. the, uh, the potential for having the United States become ununited. So right. if so, what the Supreme Court is going to be asked to do is they're going to be asked to determine whether the the Colorado Supreme Court was right in that it was an insurrection. Right. So because so whatever the Supreme Court does is going to apply to all fifty states. And this is why it has to be done soon, because even though Colorado, it, it, it doesn't matter to the campaigns if Colorado is, if Trump's on the ba- ballot or not, because he's not going to win he's Colorado. Not Colorado right. Same thing is true with California. But what does matter is Michigan's looking at it. That's a swing state. Yeah. Uh, the swing states are looking at it. And so the Supreme Court's going to have to decide relatively quickly. Otherwise, you're going to have 50 states right. making all their own decisions. So, so, so Dave. This, you know, like they'll, they'll do what they're doing. We'll we'll update later on on like what they're going to do. But the the part that, that that this ties in for me and like what it means for the future and right. like our societal like how this all works and things like that is is we have to kind of figure. I, I mean, not we. I and we don't have to, but it's interesting to kind of go down this path of trying to figure out is there a time and place where right now, basically, Colorado's saying we don't care if you want to vote for this person, we're not going to let you. Right. Okay, fine. Uh, and I'm, I, I don't agree with that, obviously. Right. Uh, right but that's what they're doing. Right. Essentially, they're saying, we don't care if you want to vote for this person, we're not allowing it to happen. Right. What What if, like, so to put things in context where it's, it's not you and I being unfair to somebody else, let's put right. this in context where it wouldn't matter for us. So let's say that you and I are going along, living our lives, and a similar thing like Castro comes here and in a, a, like in like in Seattle right now there's out and out socialists yeah. on the city council in, in, in this in the city council in Seattle yeah let's say they wanted to run for you know president and senators and congress people and whatever and this movement took off and you and I didn't like it right but the movement spread right and pretty soon 65% of the population wants to be socialists and this movement that started in Seattle in the city Seattle city council now is a nationwide phenomenon you know, I don't like it, but it's happening. And right. and the majority of the people, when they vote, vote for these communists and socialists. Right. And you and I are just kind of <laughs> left out. Is there a time where somebody in, in power right. should say, no, that's not what this country is about. We're going to stop this. Or are guys like you and I just, we just at the mercy of the will of the people? Well, at some point, a society has to not at some point it there has to be a basic agreement about what's allowable in a society and so if at some point 65 percent of the people decide our form of government and that's really what we're talking about yeah our form of government no longer works Mm -hmm. then as our founders did yeah that's what our founders said they said look when when the form of government you're 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 under no longer works you have an obligation to explain why it no longer works and why you're going to do what you want to do why you're going to separate so at some point it, it almost becomes academic because if 65% of the people decide we don't want to be a, a freedom based democracy right. or republic anymore. The, the experiment's over. The experiment's over. We're going back. It's going to be over. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be over now, but the way that that happens. So the, the question is how that happens. Yeah. So in, in this case, you've got uh, the, the, the basic uh, operating system of the land is the constitution. Right. Now, if you have the basic societal pact that keeps everything together, if you've got, Different sides saying it says completely different things, right. completely different things. Yeah. Then, you know, and that's what happened in the Civil War. Right. You know, one side said, no, this is not, you know, you can't be doing, you can't be having slaves. That's, yeah. that's not, you know, right. look at the founding documents. That's not Which right. was a new idea, by the way. Which they, was a new idea. They they had founded the company. And that, that there, no, there's plenty of people who didn't like it when the country was founded. Right. But they 
compromised. They did what they did, and they end up with what they end up were. were right. There were slaves, and then right. people fought it long enough. John Adams and those, those kinds of people fought it long enough. They they said we're not doing this anymore, and enough is enough, and we're stopping right. now. Which was a new idea, right? right? So yep. so they were the they were the crazy ones coming along with a new yep. idea. Exactly, right? exactly. Right. Now in this case, what we have is we've got one set of people saying that the the fundamental qualifications to be a leader and the fundamental qualifications of what constitutes an insurrection mm. is different right. from like the common thing that you and I just talked about. Right. This is what an insurrection so is. So if the majority <clears throat> of the people go along with that new idea though, like that's just the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. That's, and yeah. and you and I probably, I don't I, I won't say you and I, I'll say for me, like, I don't know what the alternative the government would have, but to do what the people want. So if the majority of the people said, we want to be a, we want to, Get rid of the constitution. Right. We want to get rid of all this stuff. It's just, it's led to too much disparity in outcomes and whatever. We want to have a socialist, communist, whatever. Right. <clears throat> what are you going to do? <laughs> right? You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to be now, able to resist. Except for, here's the problem. With these two ideologies, specifically socialism and communism, right. it, as you and I have covered in previous episodes, the way that they work is by extracting income and wealth and property from people, out, you know, a large group of people. Sure. So the part I do have a disagreement with is, okay, me and you don't want this. And we say, we don't want to be involved in this, but to make communism work, we would be forced to be involved. Like, yes. like the, the wall in Germany was to keep Eastern Europeans in, yeah, not exactly. to keep Western Europeans out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so that's the part where I go, well, wait a second. That's not a political ideology anymore. Now we're basically political prisoners. And that's where right. I do jump and say, this is not okay. Right. So if they had some kind of idea, like, uh, we're going to have this new uh, uh, political ideology. We're going to adapt, you know, ancient Hawaiians' uh, uh, approach to things. Right. But if you don't like it, you can go live in Canada, or you can go live in Mexico, or you right. can go live in, in you know, Uzbekistan or whatever. Right. Like, you have the freedom to leave because we know we're changing things. Right. That feels different to me. Like, yeah. the majority of people saying they want this thing. I don't. I have a path out to go pursue my life somewhere else. Right. It's just bad luck for me. I happen to be at a point in time in a place geographically where people change their minds and I have to go figure it out somewhere else. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Sure. I'm not okay with the part where we're all changing this and to make this function economically, like we need you to stay and you're going to be forced to do things you don't want to, to help fund it. (laughs) Right. Right. That's the part I don't like. It's not the political change that I dislike. Sure. It's the, requiring people to do things really against their will that right. I don't like. Like if they, if they said we're going to become a, like the state of Arizona, right? Like we're going to become a social state. We're going to secede from union. And if you don't like it, like, you know, you get two years to get your shit together and move out. Right. Okay. Right. But life happens. Like what am I going to do? Yeah. I, I can't stop that. Okay. Right. That's not what's happening though. Well, see here, there's another wrinkle to, to the formulation you just created though. So in, in any time you have these kind of revolutions that we're talking about, it's, Almost never the majority that do it. Right. It's a small, vocal, loud minority. Yeah. Three percent so, is the number I've heard for the Revolutionary War. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate or not, but that's the number I like people who actually fought in the war was three percent of the population. Well, in the, in the people that believe in it. I mean, so if, if you look at if you look at Tsarist Russia or if you look at there's general discontent yeah. in every kind of situation like that, but there isn't necessarily general agreement that 
this new way of doing things is the right way to do things. Gotcha. There's a small, powerful, very vocal minority that pushes it. And see, this is where it becomes difficult because on, and this is where the, the, the moral calculation that you and I are talking about becomes very interesting because yeah, if 60, 70% of the people decide in America, Hey, we're going to be this other kind of thing. It's like, well, okay, that's the way it's going to be. And that's, right. you know, there's, there's problems with majority rule, but at the end yeah. of the day, that's that. Um, but if 20% or 30% say, here's what we're going to do, and they're going to force it down on us, yeah. then that's when you get to things like, you know, civil war. Right. That's when you get to things like civil unrest and, and, and things. And that's where this potential is because you've got a very small. So, so that's why I think this, <clears throat> this conversation is interesting and important is yeah. because I think there's a large percentage of people here today that, again, if their side uh, prevails, the message to Kenny G's generation would be, well, that's what everybody wanted. Right. Yeah. And that is not the case. That the victors is not, write the history. Victors get to write history. And I, again, I can like that or not like it. doesn't matter. That's what right. it is. Right. Uh, I get that. Uh, right. I think it's important for us to tell the story, though, in this moment, in our emotional state, as right. all these, these values changes are happening to us, not right. with us. Right. Um, they are being forced upon us by a small group. Right. And they are acting as if they have majority in support when they exactly. really do not. And they are changing language and rules right. and values and, and the, I hate to use these words, but the building blocks of our society, sure. basically sure. they're altering them and altering the meaning. Um, basic stuff. Like we, we don't use words like misinformation and disinformation. We used to say truth or lie. Like it's exactly. either true or it's not true. It's not true. Yeah. That doesn't matter anymore. <clears throat> true or untrue doesn't matter anymore. Now it's, if it's misinformation, it's bad. If it's disinformation, right. it's mad. If it's approved by the government, it's good. Like th right. these are, these are radical shifts from how we used to have discourse. Right. And they're acting as if everybody's cool with this, except for a few handful of bumpkins who won't get on board. Right. right. But that's not the reality. And see, and this is the pattern for Kenny G. So in Kenny G's day, it's probably not going to be, uh, you know, uh, a loud, boisterous orange candidate. Yeah, no, it'll be the Autobots and Decepticons. Of yeah, course. exactly. There you go. It'll be, it'll be the <laughs> with the Borg against something. the Decepticons, maybe. That'd be an interesting battle. <laughs> but so, it'll, but the patterns will be the same, right? Just like the patterns have always been the same in these situations. A a small group of loud people pretending that they're the majority. And if you listen to politicians, what do they say? Well, the American people are saying yeah. what yeah. X, and yeah. it's really two percent. The, the American, American people, people know, yeah, the, and this is what the American people want. Yeah, yeah. Well, in reality, it's what you want. It's what you want, yeah, but it's not what the rest of us want. Yeah. But the, there's a dependence that so in, in every one of those situations, there's a dependence on people saying, uh, "I do, you know, I just want. Hopefully, it'll blow over." You know, in 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 fact, in the Declaration, it says that people are predisposed and paraphrasing people are predisposed to suffer as long as, as suffering is tolerable. Yeah. But there comes a point right. where we can't suffer that anymore. And that's that tipping point. Right. When something turns from resistance to revolution. Right. And, and, that, and that's the, that's the part for me that, you know, after getting exposed to the fourth turning and you know, yeah. talking to you about this stuff, there's, there's certain things like taxation without representation right. that ring a bell. Yeah. Like, uh, taxation without representation is going on now. Oh, sure, absolutely. <laughs> Tons of people are being taxed are being extracted from, and their their input is is not only not taken but squashed. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Um, it's not it's not that much different, right? Right. So I guess the the question I'm asking is like during the Civil War, um, Lincoln flat out 
he uh, he ended habeas corpus. Yes. Like the, the, the <clears throat> again, the one of the foundation cornerstones of our legal system. Exactly. He basically just preempted it. Exactly. Completely violated the law. Yep. Um, but we look back at him and say he was arguably the best president we ever had. Maybe number sure. two, depending on him. Maybe number three, depending on who you ask. But he's sure. in the top three for sure. With eighty yeah. percent of all people you would ask. Yeah. And he completely violated the law. He yep. completely he did everything he had to do inside and outside the law to keep the union together and force people to do things they didn't want to do. Exactly. And we say he's a great leader. Now, if we put it in our terms now, the same thing, if, if now my example was 65%, but what if it is only 30% who want to be communist, yeah. but they're the 30% in charge. Right. And they say same thing, like, Hey, um, we're going to stop these, these precedents. We're going to stop honoring the constitution the way we have. We're going to yep. try and change the language of things, <clears throat> but we know best. It was okay with Lincoln because you and I like Lincoln. It's not okay now because we don't like what right. the, 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 the direction is going now. But is it really that different? I mean, in practical terms, no. I mean, it's sort of what you might call the fog of political war. Right. Right. Because they, they talk about warfare and you get plans and tactics and we're going to deploy people here and do this and then the other thing. But when it gets down to it, I, I don't know. I've never been in battle. My dad has, but I've never. Yeah. Had. And, but, but they say that when, when it gets down to it, it, you know, in the fog of war, just chaos happens. Right. And you're hoping you're going to get to your objective and you've got good plans, but yeah. lots of unknowns happen. Yeah. That's Sophistication goes out the door. Sophistication yeah, goes sure. out the door. Yeah. Nuance, and that's, all that stuff. Yeah. And I don't, I'm sure that Lincoln didn't come into office, for instance, planning to undermine the Constitution. Right. The man loved language. He yeah. loved thought. You know, he's a very. We have 16 hour debates. Mm -hmm. Talking about the, oh, yeah. the, 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 the pro, the, the good parts of it. Like, exactly. I, I don't know how you do a 16 hour debate. That's like, oh, my word. Yeah. I don't think people today could do that. Yeah. Anymore. I don't think I could do that. But yeah, he clearly, he clearly loved the country. He clearly loved the, the law. He was, right. a, he was an attorney. Like, uh, he yep. clearly loved all these things. But when it came down to it, he did whatever he had to do to win. Yeah. And it was, it was because he had, uh, and I, I still have friends that think, Lincoln was a bad guy. I, I, I have a friend okay. of mine who's he's he's a a, a lawyer type. He okay. thinks he thinks specifically because of habeas corpus yeah. that that uh, the Lincoln was a bad guy. Yeah. And whenever I quote him online, he says, "Why do you keep quoting that guy? He's an unconstitutional yeah, tragedy." Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, but the point was that Lincoln saw a higher principle, and that is keep the country together, yeah. keep it from collapsing. Because and this principle then allowed it, it was really the end justifies the means. Right, and which so, is what the justices of the Colorado Supreme Court would say. Exactly, and it's what the justices of the California Supreme Court, the uh, um, the election, whoever's in charge of the Secretary right. of State or whoever's in charge of elections, that's what they will say. And I guess what I'm getting at is the victors write history. So yeah. uh, who, if their side prevails, they will be heroes. Right, and if their side does not prevail. They're, they will be seen as the Thomas Jeffersons. Well, and, and here's the other here's the other alternative. If their side prevails or the or the our side prevails, there's a third option in there, and that is if the whole thing goes to goes to hell, yeah. and nobody prevails, right. Because chaos ensues, yeah. And and this is where you get then get dictators, right? right? Because this side didn't win, this side didn't win. Somebody steps up and says, "Who's a good communicator yeah. that maybe nobody even knows today?" Right. And says, "I I've got the answers. I can run the whole thing." And people are so war weary and and weary of every sure you know that they like okay well well so this is really yeah. where or the solution or, happens or yeah or. Uh, China and Pakistan and India and Russia could get together right. and launch a nuke at New York City. Right. And we're so united that we, we get past these disagreements. Right. And we're so united against an, an external outside force. That right. We have no choice. But yeah. There's, of course, I, 
lots of things can happen that you and I would never be able to predict in a million years. Right. Um, the ideology, though, if you know, barring some outside intervention from right. a, a third party getting involved and barring some kind of just new government kind of takeover, right. whether it's like a power vacuum, like it's filled by a dictator, like you're, right. like you're talking yep. about, or <clears throat> the people all kind of figure out like, hey, the the 3% in charge of the P3% in, in, you know, in the Washington, D.C. area. Right. And exactly. maybe we, the rest of us just get together and like push them out push and like yeah, go back exactly. to what we had. Like exactly. there's that version to it. Barring one of those two things, it's going to some version of either a more traditional um, uh, appreciation or adaption or what are, you know, how we look at the Constitution, things right. like that will prevail or this kind of new idea. Or will a new be thing, the, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and it seems like it, it's the behaviors are not that different. Again, looking at what Lincoln did then, which yeah. you and I admire him. I, yeah, at least sure, I do. absolutely. I do, yeah. and, and the behaviors are the same as what we see the people now. It's yeah. just. The difference is for me, he was doing it for people to, um, in my view, benefit their lives yeah. and people now are doing it to benefit themselves. Sure. Absolutely. Well, it, and it could, part of the problem with this too, is it could push both sides to that, to that sort of extreme type behavior. And so yeah. you've got, you know, when, when our, our media has been pushed that way, our, our, our institutions have been pushed that way to the point where it's no longer I'm a public servant, but I'm using the public uh, sphere yeah. to uh, ratchet up my own yeah. wealth. And I mean, that's, they used you know, to call themselves representatives. Yeah. Now all they <laughs> now they're moral is, leaders. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so that's you know, so the 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 and that's part of the problem as well that that everything gets pushed to that that potential breaking point. Yeah. And so then that's that it, that pattern repeats over and over throughout history. That's what Kenny yeah. G will face in the future as well, I'm sure. And the thing for Kenny G is if he's where I was in 2008 and probably you were as well, the idea of this happening then it's like impossible. to 2008 like if you would have told me this stuff yeah. 15 years ago like this yeah. is what we're going to be facing, I'd be like there's no way. Yeah. Like we have the most friendly get along yeah there's people who don't get along and things like that. they argue yeah. with tax code they argue over you know gerrymandering and that right. kind of stuff they don't argue over like whether or not you can vote for a guy who's who's leading the polls by 50 percent exactly. on who can be president like that's not gonna happen here yeah, are you kidding exactly. me and here we are and it happens it and, happens so quickly too right and 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 it to me it feels like the the momentum is going like it's yeah. unstoppable Right. Like the, this, the, the next thing will be a retaliation of this and then there'll be a retaliation of that. And right. there'll be, it just, it just feels like it's going. So that's why it's so easy for me to hear things about like the fourth turning, how these happen in cycles and go, yeah. well, yeah, I feel like I'm on the, I'm on the Ferris wheel now. Yeah. Like this, the momentum is going in that direction, barring some very articulate, wise person who can speak to both hearts. Right. Which I, I don't even know how a person could do that because I don't know what, what people who have, I don't know what people could, could possibly have in common to overcome basic things we argue about. Like right now, like, you know, should a five-year-old be able to cut off their, their penis? <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Right. Um, that seems like if you don't agree about that, like there's, <laughs> where <Right>. do you go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, I don't think there's anybody that could bring us together around the issues. I think what happens in this situation, if somebody does uh, a, 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 a personality could bring us out of this. It would not be somebody that says, I'm on this issue or I'm on that issue. It would be somebody who says, I feel your pain. I hear you. And what I propose is going to be pain for both sides. You know, so yeah. somebody who could actually just appeal to the the emotions of the country. Yeah. Uh, appeal to the, you know, 
say that for the left, this is patriotism. For the right, this is patriotism. But we're all patriots. We're all going to come together. Yeah. I think that's where that could happen. Because I, I don't think the, anybody the, should bridge the issues. The, the January 6th thing is a good example of that. You have these people who've been in prison now for, you know, solitary confinement oh, yeah, for, yeah. what, three years now yeah. or whatever it's been. Yeah. They Many of them went months and months and months without a court date. No exactly. habeas corpus, all that kind of yep. stuff. Like, all yep. that stuff pushed to the side. Right. Half the country says... Good and I can't wait for the next thing they're going to get, which exactly. is even worse. Exactly. And the other half of the country says this is un- this is despicable. Completely you can't unfair. you can't te- you can't treat people like this. Yep. Like they they deserve their day in court if they get charged, you know, convicted exactly. of a crime. They deserve deserve a punishment befitting that crime. Yep. I don't know how you bring those people together. This and this this yep. like this Colorado Supreme Court this thing just feels like the next ratcheting up of the thing. Yeah. And then you know Texas now is talking about or Florida they're talking about like okay we'll keep Biden out and then that, that'll ratchet up again. Right. It, 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 like the the wheels are coming off, right? Yeah, oh, and so, exactly. so I think the interesting thing for Kenny G also is, is you know, I would again putting me in the shoes of person looking back and judging those in World War II and Civil right. War and things like that. There's always this kind of how they not see this coming. Well, right. I think we can see it coming. I, th- yeah. I think, I, well, not see it coming. I think we can all feel the the amplitude, the velocity, right. the consequences, <laughs> the the uh, the boundaries that are going to be pushed, like I think we can all feel that, right? I well, don't think there's very many people who are just like, nah, this is gonna get six months from now, this is all gonna blow over. I don't want anybody talking like that. You? Uh, no, <laughs> and I, well, but here's here's the delusion that that both sides are under. And I was having a discussion with somebody on the other side yeah. of this discussion uh, last night, and I said, look, here's here's what happens in this situation. You have two sides that see it exactly opposite and are 100 con- 100% convinced in the righteousness of their yeah. position. Yeah. And therefore they believe, like I was talking to somebody who uh, arrests Trump and perp, perp right, marching, right, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. And my response was, well, what do you think is going to happen if, well, then we'll be back to a just versus No, no. What's going to happen is then Biden gets yeah. perp walked down. And just like you said, Florida, Florida, Florida and Texas decide, well, you know, Biden's family was in bed with the Chinese and yeah. therefore that's in that's We have proof of the Biden family taking cash and writing checks to Joe Biden now. Exactly. And so that's so, aiding in a bad yeah, that's, enemy that's according high, to high crimes and dismissed or high crimes and treason or whatever it's called. Well it's and, you could yeah. section three of yeah. the 14th Amendment. Treason you, it's yeah. uh, aiding and abetting the enemy. Yeah. You could say just as credibly that that's that. Right. But and if, so, if you are willing to push aside uh, precedent and yes. like the, the 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 what's it called the the, the patterns of law I can't remember the thing I can't remember what it's called right now but like the precedent and the the way things are supposed to work and exactly. the way they always have kind of exactly. have work if you're willing to push those aside and which again right now you'd have a hard time saying well well the one side can but the other side can't like right. because the people who are who are being squeezed out are going to say well who's standing up for us right exactly <laughs> well if you're willing to push put aside precedent and what are the inevitable consequences yeah i mean and this is the thing there's the inevitable consequences you you can game this out pretty pretty simply so they this side does this that side does that the china and russia and iran uh all of a sudden see ah oh, they're not going to be they're consumed with their own little you know right. civil war thing so we're going to go do this yeah and then <clears throat> and then eventually we say Huh, the world's coming apart. Maybe we should put aside our, our interpretations of the 14th Amendment for a little bit yeah. and be aware that we're about to be invaded. Right. And that's then how, that's that whole fourth turning narrative again. Yeah. That's where uh, I, I was listening in, in the later portions of Neil Howe's book, The Fourth Turning is Here. Yeah. He talks about, you know, is it, is it civil war? Is it 
global? Is it world war? Or is it both? Yeah. And it could very well be both. Yeah. It, it does feel like, um, to me, it feels like very much a, not just the haves and have nots. There's always yeah. been that. Sure. This feels like this, the super powerful, the super elite. Yeah. Um, like off the charts, higher level elite, like not, right. not, not the 20, 80, 20 rule, like right. where the 20% have everything and the 80% don't. Right. No, we're talking like the eight tenths of 1% right. yeah. <laughs> versus the 99.2%. Yeah. It does feel there's a bit of that. There Absolutely. does feel like you listen to the World Economic Forum talk and the, right. the Klaus Schwab guy, like, oh, yeah. like you couldn't make a better cartoonish <laughs> yeah, version of a, great of, a, villain. of a villain. Like, there's, it's not with possible. The with the, yeah, the Australian or the Austrian, Austrian accent, accent, the whole thing. And like, he's like the perfect villain. And, and I heard him say last week, like, we won't even need to have elections because we'll know exactly what the outcomes are going to be because AI it's is going to be predictive yeah, now right. and not just, not just uh, deciphering things, but also predicting now. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, that's that's fine for you uh, because you're the one who gets to manipulate the data, right? And we're all going to be happy because we're going to eat bugs. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't think you've ever eaten a bug, Klaus. Picture, like, right? I don't, I don't imagine you've ever had a, a bug in <laughs> right. your in your life. I exactly. imagine you think it's okay for the people people in Ethiopia to have bugs, and the people in New Mexico to have bugs, right? Um, probably not a lot of bugs on Klaus's plate, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so it does kind of feel like. But but then you kind of go okay. But am I getting going? Am I going down the tinfoil hat rabbit trail here, where I'm being sucked into all these these conspiracy theories? Sure. And maybe we'll talk about that next week, where it's some of the stuff is like it it it, it does feel momentum's picking up. It does feel like things are getting worse instead of better right. every week, at least right. not every day necessarily, but every week or two. There's like a new thing like yeah. this was last only night. every week or two. <laughs> and it's like okay, we we just crossed another boundary that was sacred that's no right. longer sacred, and that now there's going to be, of course, some kind of retaliation or retribution. Yep. And then that'll extend the boundary the other way, and pre, you know, it does feel like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it it just it feels inevitable that we're going to have this like this crisis, whatever yeah. it's going to be. And yeah. again, who knows if it's going to be civil war or world war, but I don't know if the, if the, the technology is going to be such that the, the elites will have the levers of technology right. to the degree where the, the, the little guy can't fight back. But then I think, well, it's probably always been like that. The yeah. people who had the first Gatling gun wasn't some guy in Kentucky in his right. barn. It right. was the government. Yeah. Well, yeah. See, that's exactly it. I, I think about the same thing. I think about, um, you know, a good example of that is Afghanistan and the Soviet Union. Right. The Soviet Union was a world superpower, and they got their butts kicked by a bunch of cave-dwelling yeah. mujahideen right. in Afghanistan. Or us in Vietnam. Or us in Vietnam. Or, yeah. you know, so the and the elites always have an overestimation of their own power and their own ability to control things. Yeah. Uh, megalomaniacs. I mean, Hitler had an over, uh, you know, if, if you bring up Hitler, then the conversation goes down fast, but, yeah, yeah. but he had an overestimation of his ability. Napoleon, you know, had an overestimation of his ability. So the, when, when people have are in that position of power and they're surrounded by that sort of sphere of, of invincibility, they have an overestimation of their ability to bring about world utopia. And yeah. it never works. It's never worked. It never has worked. And I don't think the technology exists. I Frankly, I don't think the technology will ever exist to actually allow that to happen. Really interesting. No, I don't you're, think so. you're a technological guy, so right? Well, and, coming and, from you, and look at the beginning of our episode and our technological challenges. Right. So you know, <laughs> yeah. eight minutes in, all of a sudden everything just stopped. Everything for, just if, stopped. if you're wondering what so, that glitch was, eight minutes in, it's because everything just shut off. We had to start over again. Yeah, here we are. You know, I, I would have thought 30 years ago when I first started doing technology that it would have been all smooth, but no, I, yeah. I think that 
I think that the human equation is the one that ultimately really matters. And that's why the outcomes of these things, even though we don't know the details of the outcome, we know that there, we're in a crisis era. We know that crisis era is going to somehow continue to snowball downhill. Right. And we know that it's going to end in finally when we're in a, in a spot of what did we, what have we just done to ourselves the last five or 10 years? Let's, you know, we're about to die as a country. We're about yeah. to die as a culture. Uh, we need to get together and, and get serious about real life and not worry about pronouns and other things that everybody gets freaked out about today. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, as we say every week, if you think we're misrepresenting something here, uh, we want to know. We want to hear what you guys think. Uh, uh, part of this, part of the excitement for Dave and I is to, is to start a conversation and have other folks chime in and say, no, nah, you guys are missing it. Like, I, people in my neighborhood don't talk like that. People in my neighborhood don't think like that. I do think this is all going to blow over in six months. I would love to hear somebody say that yeah. and hear some reasons why. Make that, a good argument for make it. Make a good <laughs> argument for that, because I would love to hear why that why it feels to you like that's the case. And uh, uh, you can go to unsignedpodcast.com. You can go check out our Rumble channel. Uh, the videos are there every week. There's a great comment section on there for for that kind of thing. Uh, of course, you can see us on uh, Spotify and or, or hear us on Spotify and all the other places you can get podcasts as well. Uh, so, yeah, check out unsignedpodcast.com. Give us a like and a share and all that kind of stuff if you see us on those things. And uh, anything else on this topic, Dave? You think we got this wrapped up pretty I well? I think we've pretty well described the end of the world, Sean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's it for this week, and we'll see you all next week. Next week. Do you want to be on silent? Make your voice heard on our social media channels and share where you think we got it right or wrong. Go to unsilentpodcast.com for social links so you can join the discussion. 